everyone, I'm Gary Wood. I'm the CEO of High Five, and with me today is Lee Watts. He is the Recruitment and People Analytics Manager at Travelstart. Travelstart is one of our favorite flight aggregation platforms who have now more than 200 staff. So welcome on the show, Lee. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Gary. I'm really looking forward to discussing all things tech, travel, and recruitment. Brilliant. Well, I think maybe just to kick off, maybe tell us more about yourself and, and Travelstart and, and the background and how you got into the position of recruiting people and, and analytics within Travelstart. Okay, great. So, I mean, Travelstart is one of Africa's leading online travel agencies. It's a, it's a really cool company. I mean, it's a really great, great place to work. Um, you know, as a business, uh, we, we straddle three industry sectors, namely uh, travel, uh, technology, and, and of course, e-commerce. So, with the sort of people that pride ourselves in transparency and, and putting our customers first. Uh, so inevitably, you know, we do have a look at larger focus, things like simplicity and price. When you come to my journey, uh, well, I, I'd like to think I'm a little more blessed uh, than most. I don't know if, you know, luckiness has been bestowed upon me by the big man above, but ultimately my journey is a pretty interesting one. Um, I spent the largest portion of my career abroad. Uh, and I've been quite lucky, uh, lucky enough at least, to work for some of these really great listed entities, uh, two in particular, one in the Ames market in London and one here on the JC in Johannesburg. So um, throughout that journey, I met with Stefan um, and some of his sort of trusted you know, colleagues, senior managers. And uh, once we had one um, you know, large portion of market share, we decided it was probably a good idea to start expanding rapidly across Africa and the Middle East. Uh, and that's where I came in. So it seemed right. Uh, obviously, I was very keen. And um, and that's how I got the role. Tell me, I mean, your experience overseas compared to here, do, do, is the landscape different in terms of recruiting and finding the right talent? I mean, do you think it's, it's a lot more professional there than in South Africa? Um, I wouldn't say more professional. I would just say that the resources are ever so more finite uh, out here. So whilst we're starting to see a large influx of junior tech-minded folks, um, you know, very clever uh, drive towards entrepreneurial spirits um, and really creating your own destiny in Africa, a lot of that ground has already been covered abroad. So essentially, uh, they're a little more advanced. Uh, I would say maybe 18 months ahead of where the rest of African companies are. But we're, we're, we're catching up quickly. And I think, you know, we'll get to this throughout this podcast is essentially the, the fundamental difference between what I do versus what other recruiters do and what Travelstart does versus what other tech or OTA or e-commerce companies do is, uh, is speed. We execute with speed. Speed is the ROI of execution, essentially. Well, well that's something I was going to ask. I mean, you mentioned, I think, in our previous conversations, like recruiting over, over 180 staff in just under two years. I mean, that's almost termed as, as blitzscaling. I mean, do you want to maybe like touch on that and then how you, you got that kind of reach in such, such a short amount of time? Sure. So I think, um, you know, Travel Start the product had a, a market ready fit. So you didn't have to over explain it to its customers. Uh, there was a, a significant demand on our supply. Mm -hmm. And essentially, when I joined, we, we basically just looked at the business objectives related to economies of scale and, you know, then worked out what an employee would cost, what their output capacity should be, and then versus what the expected ROI is. And uh, we built a, a very simple but effective model uh, that allowed us to operate in, in several channels. So, yes, we recruited over 180 people in under two years. Uh, but I can tell you um, it wasn't just a bum on a seat. Uh, these people went through vetted processes. Um, we looked at all things, even things like Clarity 4D in terms of psychometrics, although, you know, uh, we, we rely quite heavily still on uh, the combinations of, of data and gut. 
Um, we had a look at uh, specific silos within the business and how to, let's say, uh, augment its existing structure so that it benefited um, springboard trajectory. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, essentially it's gone really well. In fact, it's gone so well that, you know, we're finding ourselves having to just continue this, this journey. And, and when I joined, there was a, 129 people. Uh, we're now sitting somewhere close to 400 across 22 different regions. Uh, we've got six regional offices. So it's getting really, really, really exciting. I mean, can, can you maybe like dive into where the process? I mean, like, so, I mean, obviously there's the stories of, of the Googles and, that, you know, mm. that take maybe between six to 18 months to recruit employees. And yeah. so much to so that they've almost got a bad name in terms of um, frustration from people wanting to, to, to join the company. And, and with that, uh, I believe that um, in this, they don't only get employed by managers, but they get employed by um, the, the employees, you know, underneath themselves. So maybe just maybe you can just t touch base about your process and how you go about recruiting, finding people, and in, in the interviews, and, and and how long it takes. Sure. So I mean, you know, there's an average uh, to hire time of 36 days. That doesn't take into account, of course, notice periods and the actual start date. So basically, from the time that the requisition is received to the time that the offer is signed, essentially, you're looking at 36 days. Um, we run multiple parallel processes. I mean, at one point we were running about 150 parallel processes. So essentially there were 150 interviewing processes going on in all the different areas and they were all at different phases. So there were many, many moving parts to the bigger machine. Um, in terms of uh, frustrations, uh, so I'll give you some quantified evidence which really makes me feel like uh, I've won the lottery by working at Travel Start. When in 2016, we saw 20, 22,000 applications to work here. 22,000 people sent me their CV in one year. And we only hired 105. So it's like 0.08%, something ridiculous like that. And I thought, oh, maybe it was a hyperflex situation. Maybe we were making the right noises in the marketplace. Um, and maybe that might dissipate slightly in year two. So in 2017, we saw 20,000 applications. Um, and we only hired 83. So... What I'm going to say is, is that our filtering process has become really, really good. I would say that we've got um, a clear um, identity of, of what fits, what works, what doesn't work. Um, there's also an element of self-fulfilling prophecy going on. So essentially, we, we tend to, a little bit like Google, we're starting to hire people that are better than the ones that are already here, wow. which is interesting because the ones that are already here are light years ahead of, of anyone else. So I think... Um, Frustrations through processes would simply be frustrations on my part, really, in that um, the volumes are unbelievable, and they're not always the people you want. So we've also run headhunting campaigns. We've got very many different hiring processes. You have to remain extremely dynamic. So let's take some scenarios. So let's say uh, we've got a contact center here as well that deal with people once they've purchased their booking online, and maybe they want an amendment or a change. So you would run a reactive channel there, right? They make the application. You have a mass staffing solution where they do a technical assessment first. You don't want to fall in love with a person and then realize they can't do the job. Then we do first round interviews, which is generally through me, and then second round interviews, which will be through the hiring manager and some members of the team. It's a collective decision. Not one person makes the call. Then if you have a look at, let's say, uh, middle managers, um, there's a variable there. We could also have one or two guys that are ready to join us. Uh, we might go and find one or two passive lookers that are already enjoying success within their current role. And we'll use outreach tools, things like uh, LinkedIn. Uh, you know, we've got ATSs, which help us with filter questions. Um, 
And, and then we might run a hiring committee, you know, where we'll say, okay, so this person uh, is coming in substantially more senior. Uh, let's have a look at um, getting six people, not necessarily all from the same unit. Uh, and there'll be sort of three final decision makers or veto decision makers. And then there'll be three advisors. You know, we do that with um, our senior managers as well. Uh, it's very rare that we would use a recruitment agency. Uh, when you're getting that volume of applications, let's say in Cape Town and Africa and the Middle East, the reality is um, those people are likely to have applied to a third-party product provider anyway. So it's simply down to us to um, sort the wheat from the chaff and make the best decision not only by us but by the candidates. At this juncture, I would like to also just suggest that you know we focus very hard on not just the onboarding, but also working on elements of retention because they speak to each other. Exactly. So some some of the interview questions that, that that we throw out there are: we actually want to know about the candidate. You know, what is your career development plan? What what is it you're not getting in your current employer that you think you might be able to get here? Because it's unfair of us to employ that person, no matter how good they are, if we can't actually provide that for them. So a lot of that sort of um, ethical approach to recruitment is is handled in house. Um, and that's a nutshell of how we go about things. But I could talk to you about it for four days, in all honesty. I mean, yeah, I mean, I was going to, I mean, so it sounds like quite a bit of a fair process on, on both sides, which is not the normal, not the normal per se, what you find in the market. I mean, okay, so I mean, tell me more about, um, I mean, I believe the culture is fairly positive there. And, and, and it, it, it turns out that most staff struggle to leave, you know, they, they can't find a better place to work. Can you tell us more about that? that culture and how you, you brought that kind of that culture within the organization. Yeah, I mean, that statement's not wrong. I think if I have a think about the catalyst of the culture, it, it is likely, and in fact it is, it's, it's our CEO, you know. Um, he's got an element of gravitas. We, we've got a thing here where you have a conversation with him and, and you leave with goosebumps. We call it the Stefan Ekberg effect, you know. Uh, and it, it's quite cute, I think. And I think... We do as much as we can uh, in order to keep people interested. So we do things like a, a first Friday where each team gets to arrange a small party or get together for the whole company. We do things like town halls, which is every quarter, which allows senior management, you know, their, their spots in the sunlight to answer any questions. It's kind of open mic night, you know, keep you honest. We, we, you can ask anything. Um, we also have um, all the regular sort of team builder um, sort of educational uh, training programs, um, personal development plans. Um, but I think, you know, if you think about the culture thing, um, there's a thing out there in the HR world called uh, a commitment blueprint. And I think, I think we hire for that, you know. Um, the guys come here and they really, really want to achieve something. So we, we all line up like a pack of husky dogs and, and we just we just go for it. And yeah, sure, you know, along the way we bump into each other through excitement and maybe, you know, you might sort of snap at each other a little bit. But ultimately, you're all running in the same direction. And um, yeah, getting people to leave, I can tell you uh, at last check, I'll have to check the analytics on this, but last check, average tenure at Travel Start is two years and seven months, which is, it's a pretty long time. That's uh, unbelievable, on the, yeah. Yeah, it's a pretty long time. I mean, um, you know, I don't know if I should be saying this, but I'll say it anyway. The the, the longest serving member of Travel Start is our CEO, 18 years. And then the shortest uh, serving member was um, uh, not a great hire. They were here for 10 minutes, you know, but they also quickly identified that um, either we weren't ready for them or they weren't ready for us. And it was a very, a very amicable thing. So I think um, the average age, of course, being 32 
means that a lot of people that join Travel Starts have already cut their teeth somewhere else. They've already gone through some trials and tribulations of success and failure. Uh, and ultimately, it's a fairly mature environment in that it's a commitment blueprint. Mm. So it seems it's quite a young, high-performance culture, almost, almost like a bit of a mini startup per se. Yes. So this is the crazy thing. So like um, we're guilty of referring to ourselves as a startup, you know, uh, but we're almost 400 people globally. So, so we're no longer a startup, but uh, it's definitely ownership. Um, I, I love words that we use here, things like, uh, you know, you remain autonomous, but you are accountable. You know, um, we trust your judgment. You know, so so go and go and do that. We encourage people to fail, but there's a caveat there. You must fail quickly. You know, you don't want to fail over a period of eight months because then you're draining resources. But if you fail quickly, it's fine. You learn. You know, I think um, when we have a look at the the type of people that we bring in, which again they they tend to augment the culture in an area we want to go. Uh, th these are people that are curious and humble, you know, so they're really super smart um, and they can achieve things, but they're also humble enough to accept feedback and then and then action that feedback, which creates collective learning. And um, that being said, whilst there are days that are really, really tough, um, it is really, really fun, really fun. Cool. That's amazing. Okay, so I, I, I just want to touch, ba touch back on your, on your recruiting process and mm. pretty much, your, your, I guess you can call it your blitzscaling. I mean, anything you can learn out of that process um, and, and how, um, yeah, if you had to reflect back. I mean, I always like to reflect back and look at what could other people learn from your mistakes. Okay? Yeah, okay. I think, you know, you've got to treat each team as a case by case. So there are some areas where people are dying, right? And they need people. And sometimes it's simply to facilitate the demand on a specific area. I think you can be very quick there. I think in other areas, um, if you bring in people too quickly, uh, it can actually disrupt the team, not for the better. So uh, I would suggest a couple of mistakes I've made. Um, in some areas, I may have hired too quick. Um, in some areas, I may have hired too slow. Um, creating unwanted pressure um, is something I think people must learn uh, will inevitably happen, but not to take it too, too hard. Um, if it doesn't feel right, don't do it. Uh, we've got a, a couple of things, uh, and it comes directly from, from the top, which is, you know, when you sit in front of somebody, uh, they may tick all the boxes. Uh, but really what you need to understand uh, in terms of being able to cross-team collaborate is, is this the sort of person that you don't mind going to dinner with? You know, yeah. is, is this the sort of person that um, you're happy to befriend a family member, you know, uh, and if you can't answer yes to those questions, then then it's not right. Um, we try not uh, go for naysayers. But in saying that, it's it's good if there is what I call a, or Adam Grant calls a, a disagreeable giver. So as long as they're still delivering and providing you insights into other areas, I think those people are very valuable. I would say watch out for the disagreeable takers. Um, they're, they're tricky to spot initially uh, on the basis that um, they appear to be perfect, of course. Uh, and we also ask very clever questions, things like, um, you know, uh, who is your biggest inspiration? You know, if, if somebody turns around to you and they say, you know, my mom or my brother, or, yes, I believe you, you know. Mm -hmm. But if you say, you know, like Gandhi and Mother Teresa, 
it's a little harder to believe because, you know, how did they touch you, you know? Yeah. Now, those are great people. Take nothing away from them. And they inspired nations and worlds. Um, but we're looking for the real element, um, the real motivating factor. I, I think you're 100% right there. I think uh, a lot of times we um, – I mean, we're major fans of just getting along with each other and having that right right yeah. fit. I mean, I'm, I hate to refer to Google again. I am a – Google fanboy, me too, but, I mean, me but they've, um, they they use the lax test, you know. So it's like if you're stuck at an LA airport, you know, can you hold a conversation with someone for four hours while you're waiting for a plane? And that's always like a, it's a good reference, you know. Could I sit with this person in the airport for four hours? Or another example I saw heard of once was if you're in the shopping mall, I mean, would you stop to say hi to the person and have a conversation? And that's something I always look at and re reflect back at, you know, when I'm when whoever we're recruiting or looking for people, it's do we get along? Are we going to get along? Yeah. If we can't get along, yeah. how can just, we work together? You know? No, exactly. And there's one or two things you've just said that just reminded me. So th there's another little technique which I'll let people in on um, because I think they need to do it more is, you know, that whole methodology of, you know, you are how you treat your waiter or you are how you treat your petrol attendant, right? And that is the real you. So uh, I, I took this on board and I thought, how can we use this in the hiring process? So um, what, what we tend to do, uh, depending on the level, of course, and depending on how uh, business critical the role is, is you'll, you'll get the person in and obviously they come in and they go, hi, I'm here to meet whoever, and they go and they sit down somewhere. And then we'll get another member from the people team just to pass by and just see how they're interacting with, you know, either our service consultants, or our cleaning staff, or our receptionists, you know, who are actually super business critical. It's the most important role in the whole company because they touch every single one of our customers, you know, first, you know. That is amazing. That's sneaky but amazing. Yeah. I love no. it. So thanks, Lee, for, the, for all the, your contribution and feedback so far. I mean, I just want to end up with a, a few last questions, of just a bit, a bit more about you. I mean, how do you spend your day on average? Stressed. Oh, my goodness. And um, any recent or favorite reading material? Yep, the book club. We've just finished Richard Mulholland's Legacide. Really good for entrepreneurs, really good for, for managers. And productivity uh, software that you use in the office? Slack, LinkedIn, every day. Oh, my goodness, Slack. I've got a love-hate relationship with Slack. <laughs> and um, any and the biggest point that you've been uh, dealing with in your business these days, like in terms of a pain point? Yeah, admin. Admin, admin. As companies get bigger, so you need admin and processes. Admin, big pain point. <laughs> admin, it's the bane of our existence. Okay, so just to end off, I mean, any future plans of, of travel sort of scaling further um, or, or are you possibly looking at maybe growing the talent internally more? Yeah, so again, parallel processes, a combination of both. We're, we're shopping. We've just uh, acquired safarinow.com. We've got good cross-company collaborations with people like Knightsbridge, uh, Hepstar as an insurance business is within the group. Uh, but from my side, yeah, internally, big training programs this year. Uh, we really want to start touching the career development plans and hitting those marks of, of our travel starters. Brilliant. Oh, well, thanks again, Lee. So tell, tell us, how can um, the viewers out there reach you? I mean, have you got any social accounts or email addresses? Yeah, sure. So I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got uh, the Travel Start Careers page, so www.travelstart.ca.za forward slash careers. And then my email, lee at travelstart.com. Awesome. Thanks a lot, Lee. Give us a high Thank five. Thank you. Oh.